think editorializing on interesting facts is sort of like the gist of it. What does factual even mean anyway? I mean, it certainly means different things to different people. Okay, I'm recording. Welcome to Feature Creep, colon, built-in microwave, semicolon. Uh, short. On, uh, yeah, because we're doing a series. Yeah, so uh, following our series on transhumanism and, or designing humans, I feel like we should, we should just go to designing humans, because this is a podcast about design and art. Right. Right. And not about philosophy or ethics or anything else we're interested in. It's just about art and design. Or just a place where I store my complaints. <laughs> complaint storage vessel. <laughs> this is the storage receptacle, the, the complaint receptacle. Um, <laughs> maybe we need just to like, that we need to fork the podcast and have a, um, we'll have the a podcast that's like just the complaint department fcbm <laughs> colon semicolon the the complaint department <laughs> the complaint department yeah air um, your grievances here oh we could do that that could be a friday release because what could. we need is more podcasts per week. <laughs> <laughs> just one a day we're just gonna get up to every day of the week at this right. point we've got we've got mondays and thursdays handled yep we um Maybe we can do something on Sundays for the religiously affiliated. The religiously affiliated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. For all okay. our all our heavily religious listeners. Right. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, designing humans. I, I thought it would be interesting to um, talk a little bit more about the, um, the CRISPR yes. gene editing process that they're using as a treatment for people with sickle cell anemia. Yeah. Um, so if you're just listening to this, our transhumanism um, segment or series or discussion is about um, just what humanism is and the idea of like what it might be to be transhumanism. And one of the things about that is about using science and technology to advance the human condition in hopefully positive ways. And so, um, that's where that that's why we're talking about the CRISPR gene editing treatment, right? In particular, so yeah. What so, do you, can you tell me what that actually is? The CRISPR gene editing treatment. So, um, it makes really super precise changes to DNA. So, um, in a lot of cases, when you're editing DNA, you're doing it in kind of a blunt force methodology where you're not. Like when you think about DNA as a double helix or a ladder that's twisted on itself, what you're thinking about is DNA at like the actual molecular level. So you're the vision in your head of DNA in a cell as like a twisted helix is uh, on the level of like super, super zoomed in and and seeing it at like really close up. And when you do a lot of genetic engineering um you can do that at a much removed scale. You don't have to be um, zoomed in and looking at the individual molecules in the DNA chain. You can use a bath of hot or cold water to shock cells, and you can just put the DNA and the enzymes that you want to use to cut that DNA in or out of other cells in the bathwater with the cells, and you just shock the cells, and they kind of like... (gasps) suck up the DNA that's near them. And if you've done this in the right order after cutting that same DNA to begin with, with an enzyme and removing it, what you can do is swap chunks of DNA in cells and then you've done genetic engineering. Um, 
Ta-da. This is kind of. <laughs> right. So yeah. the deal with CRISPR is yes. much um, more exacting of a methodology than that. Right. It, it, uh, when we say like precise changes in DNA, we're talking about like zooming into that level of seeing the actual molecules and then using CRISPR. I don't know. What do you have to say about this? You may uh, no. I mean, have... it's it's. I uh, I guess what I ask. Well, I'm I'm struggling to like go uh, like between CRISPR, what I've read about it and yeah. how to explain that to people who maybe don't know anything about genetic engineering. I, I, my understanding of CRISPR um, is that it basically. Um, what it does is it's it's able to target um, really specific gene sequences and basically swap them out. Um, so if you have a segment of DNA that you know encodes for a particular protein, then mm-hmm. um, what CRISPR does is basically um, it. It's, there, so <clears throat> there's CRISPR. There's different types of things. Like yeah. CRISPR-Cas9 is a set of enzymes and then like little genetic guides that um, together, they work together to... CRISPR-Cas9 is the name that we give for a set of ge- genetic guides and enzymes that work together to edit DNA. Um, and that's without getting like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, track. Like, basically the, <clears throat> way, the way that CRISPR works is that it um it's a molecule that a allo- that basically allows you to insert segments of dna at specific points in a um in an existing dna so you can you can feed it like basically you can take your sequence um that you wish to have injected and um <clears throat> what it does is it both it breaks the dna apart and then it does it mm-hmm. like a dna repair um move essentially like i mean you have these you have these like imagine these like lengths of rope and so mm-hmm. what it does is it comes along <clears throat> to a particular like imagine these lengths of rope that have like beads on them and right. so it finds a, a particular sequence of colored beads and then it says oh right cut here and then what it does is it inserts a new length of rope of colored beads and then fuses the ends again and so now you have um you can either have the DNA shortened while that happens so that then the resulting end result is, is a, you know, is basically like the same overall length of rope, but now you've swapped out a segment, right? Like you've said, okay, starting with the, like the red, blue, green and the, and ending with the green, blue, red, you want to take that whole segment out and put in this new segment that we're going to give you, um, that's sort of targeted to fit in there. So, I know it's a little hand wavy. Um, I I didn't actually <laughs> I didn't actually mean to like let's get into the like the detail of the biochemistry of it. Um, I wasn't actually prepared to discuss that level of it. Right, me either. <laughs> I, I guess what I was getting at is just um, <clears throat> when I was asking that is I just meant what like as a therapy what does that mean? Um, because we're going to talk about it. So like we're talking about um, we're not just talking about gene editing treatment. We're talking about gene editing editing treatment specifically targeted to sickle cell anemia um, gotcha. or sickle okay. cell disease. So, and, yeah. As I understand it, yes. the for sickle cell anemia, the treatment um, works, but they, so patients um, 
are at this point appear to be cured of the disease of sickle cell anemia patients who have received the treatment. There's a woman who had the treatment over a year ago and was in such healthy condition that she was able to fly and flying is often a trigger for a really painful experience when you have sickle cell anemia. Um, like we talked about in the other podcast, mm-hmm. uh, transhumanism one, um, sickle cell anemia is a condition where your bone marrow doesn't <clears throat> produce red blood cells in the correct shape. And they're shaped kind of like a little, um, they're like bowl shaped or they're shaped like a sickle, like a, like a curve instead of <clears throat> like a flat donut. <coughs> The flat donut shape is the shape that moves easily through your body and your blood vessels. The sickle shape, the bent one, is gets hung up. It gets clogged up. It causes strokes. It causes intense pain. It's all kinds of like difficulties. Um, what this new treatment does is the um, the genetic treatment causes the bone marrow. It replaces DNA in the dysfunctioning bone marrow. And then the new bone marrow pumps out <clears throat> the the genetically altered bone marrow cells, pump out cell, red blood cells that are in the correct donut shape. Right. And so eventually over time, those cells proliferate, they split and divide. And, you know, that's like how your body keeps going. Um, and so if you can get enough of those bone marrow cells <clears throat> producing the correct shape blood cells, then those bone marrow cells themselves split and divide and create more cells, which then produce more healthy red blood cells. And apparently after about a year of undergoing this, you have enough properly shaped or or biologically um, feasibly shaped blood cells that uh, your symptoms disappear. You are effectively cured of having sickle cell anemia. Right, right. So this is different, as we mentioned in the previous transhuman one, uh, like long form episode the other day that um, this is different than say starting out with a single embryo changing the germline which is the the first line of DNA that you show up with and changing it ahead of time so that whatever individual organism results down the road never had the problem in the first place Mm -hmm. and that is the the type of um, that germline editing is the tricky one that um, gets people riled up about the ethics because it's right. ethically fraught. Ethically yeah, fraught. yeah, it's ethically fraught. It's got a lot <clears throat> of. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I. You know, one of the biggest things, the problems with um, a lot of the the sort of germline editing is that you're making decisions about. It, it's complicated, but you're you're basically making decisions for someone else who do, who mm-hmm. can't have a voice in it. Um, you know, and I, anyway, we don't need to get into the whole ethics of it because there's obviously like other sides to it where it's like, well, wouldn't you argue that someone who was like genetically predetermined to have this like fatal or like life debilitating disease should, should, would, would always choose that, you know, or, or vice versa, just by you choosing to have a child when you know that they have that. Isn't that you making a toy- choice for them against their will? And I mean, at that point, we're talking about what I think you and I see eye to eye on, which is having children is a little bit, um, a little bit like non-consenting, right, to the beings you're creating. So, um, <clears throat> right. Anyway, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is um, get back to transhumanism. Um, this is great. Like this is a really exciting um, advancement in in medical 
science. Yeah, and it says here too that like these I'm reading all over the place because none of the um none of the articles that talk about the people who have been treated for sickle cell disease yeah. are like they're not um the popular articles are not going into depth about how they actually treated the patients. And so what I'm looking at right now is um, an article from the New England Journal of Medicine. Yeah. Um, CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing for sickle cell disease and beta-thalassemia, which is a, a related disease. Yeah. Um, they're monogenic diseases with severe and potentially life-threatening manifestations. So it says here um, that they there were two patients who received the same enhancer from autologous CD3 4 plus cells edited with CRISPR-Cas9 targeting. So uh, more than a year later, both patients had high levels of allelic editing in bone marrow and blood, increases in fetal hemoglobin that were uh, distributed pancellularly, and transfusion independence, and in the patient with SCD, elimination of vaso-occlusive episodes. So essentially what this is saying is that a year, 12 or more months after both of these patients with slightly different um, disease profiles were treated, and they had, uh, it sounds like they had infusions. So it sounds like they had transfusions of the treated cells uh-huh. via blood transfusion. And right. that a year later, without having further transfusions, they were independent from transfusions. They were showing in their body systems throughout all of the cells that there was an increase um, in the actual um, like self-generated bone uh, bone marrow cells and also the blood cells that resulted from those bone marrow cells. So in other words, their bodies had taken, responded to the treatment and taken over and were doing the right biological processes on their own without additional transfusions. That's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. That means they cured sickle cell anemia basically. Right. Um, so that's just fucking cool. And I, I thought it was really interesting because I was kind of looking around for more information about this and um, the sort of like human side of the story, like how were the people who were treated doing now? And what I came up with or what I found was as of December 15th, actually this um, on morning edition, they published first patients to get CRISPR gene editing treatment, continue to thrive. So um, there's a story on NPR. And if you like Google around, you'll end up with a mix of articles that don't quite tell you enough and articles that go way over your head. (laughs) 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 But it's working. So that's really cool. And these sorts of things are like the non-controversial ones because you can say to the individual who's going to be receiving the treatment for a thing that they're already suffering from, hey, knowing how your life is now, would you like to take the chance to improve it and try this new thing? And then you inform people of the risks and the benefits and what might happen and people as long as they're of like sound mind say, yeah, I want to do this or no, I don't think I want to risk it. And if the you know all these people who said yes have benefited greatly from it so that's really cool yeah it um, is really cool and the i the cool thing about um i mean it's really nice when you have a lot of success with something like that and you're not seeing a lot of downside because then it it opens the door for other people who may not be in a position to be as risky but also yeah. benefit and so as you kind of um <clears throat> get more data about it and the, and those volunteers are able to benefit from it then everybody everybody kind of wins so i don't know it's, it's yeah. a cool thing so so considering that this is a short and we've reached the yes. 15 minute and 40 second mark should we stop talking now and like 
yes. actually publish a short short? Yes, let's do a short short. Whoa, okay, well, this was a short short. Okay, but just a last little plug. Um, as always, please feel free to contact us when you have thoughts, ideas, um, complaints, whatever. Uh, we have a receptacle for that, which is the email... <laughs> For Dana, our executive <laughs> assistant, and uh, her, so to email Dana, you can just email d a n a at fcbm.io, and uh, she'll make sure we get it. And we'd love to hear from you. Um, That's like the the meta complaint receptacle, like the the complaint receptacle within the complaint receptacle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, please uh, wear a mask and wash your hands and be be kind. We're almost there. We're almost there. Okay. All right. We can do it. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.